Perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so much for joining me today on the program. Uh, no matter where you're listening from, thank you for tuning in, uh, whether that's on the terrestrial radio or one of these new digital means. I want to give a big shout-out and thanks to Fiat Ministry Network for being the latest digital means to carry our program. And uh, I want to also invite you to check out our brand-new subscription series, uh, that we are putting together called Discover Your Mission. Uh, we're doing it in conjunction with Fiat Ministry Network. You can head over to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. Uh, you can subscribe there for $25 a month. You're going to get a new, in-depth, full personal mission each and every month from a brand new uh, Catholic speaker, author, uh, personality. They're going to challenge you to live your faith to the best of your ability and uh, challenge you to grow in your faith. Uh, but I don't want to spend too much time talking about ourselves today because uh, I'm blessed to be joined by William Hemsworth. He is a uh, father of four. He's married. Uh, he is a writer, and he's the host of Know the Faith, Defend the Faith on Breadbox Media, uh, among other uh, podcast uh, forms as well. So, William, welcome to the program, and thank you so much for being here uh, to uh, know the faith, defend the faith, and share it with our friends at uh, Young Catholics Respond. Bill, thank you so much for having me. Hope you're doing well today. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. It is a. It's a. It's a little chillier here there than there. Uh, but but it's good to uh, good to be able to talk because uh, we're in a climate controlled house anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey. Uh, so I want to uh, you know just ask you a little bit about your faith journey. How. Uh, how you, uh, you know, grew up as a Catholic, how, what's your, what's your uh, journey of faith? Well, I'm actually a convert to the faith. Um, I, when I was about 12 years old, mom decided that she was going to start taking us to church. Now she, my mom had grown up a Catholic and, but she did leave the Catholic church, but we started attending a church called Sunset Wesleyan church right up the street from where I grew up in La Puente, California. And it was there where I started, I got introduced to who Jesus was, what the Bible was. And when I was 13, I got baptized. And, you know, I did everything in between while I was over there. You know, I was the youth group president um, up through, you know, through high school. I was part of campus life in high school. I was in the praise and worship band, even though I was not the best singer in the world. I'm still am not. No one wants me to sing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I joined the army when I was uh, 18 years old. And I was a chaplain assistant for six and a half years. And it was there where I was started being exposed to the Catholic church, because as a chaplain assistant, you have to provide for the religious needs of every soldier, whether they're, whether they practice Judaism, Islam, um, Catholicism, whatever it is, you have to be able to support them to give them the religious support that they need. And one of the things we have to do on Sunday is, well, you know, set up for every from the soundboard, all that stuff. And so I'm working at my first Catholic mass and I'm like, I had all, that, you know, like you know, Catholics don't read scripture, you know, priest, preach or anything. Well, 
reading from the Old Testament. I'm like, wow, okay, that was quite a bit from the Old Testament. Then, you know, response or all psalm. And then hear from one of the letters of Paul. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of scripture. It's only here in like two or three verses. Like, what's going on? And then the priest gives, and he gives this 45-minute homily. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so those misconceptions were kind of, and that, that was really the seed that planted my conversion. Mm. And so I started, and, of course, I buried it for a few years. And I, I started just reading on my own, like Hebrews chapter 6. I was, you know, raised in once saved, always saved. Yeah. Well, Hebrews chapter six talks about people who were sin fell away from the faith. Well, probably saved, always saved be true if we see this happening, especially if we're going off sola scriptura. And so mm. I meet my wife while I'm down there mm. on Fort Huachuca in Arizona. That's how I got here in Arizona. And she's Catholic and she wanted to get married in the Catholic church. So I just had this idea. I'm like, okay, I'll just become Catholic then. <laughs> so initially i did it because it was something to make her happy and for those listening that's not a good reason that learn from me okay because it led to a bunch of heartache later on and so you know once you couple times because there was a whole annulment issue i had to deal with yeah from a previous from a previous marriage and i i came into the church in easter vigil of 2006 but like I said, I did it. I didn't do it for me. I didn't know I had objections. And so it, even though I was still attending mass, my intellectually, I wasn't there. Mm. And so it eventually led to be enrolling in an in, in a online Baptist seminary at Liberty University. And I was like, I'm going to study church history because I want to find out where the true church is. <laughs> so. Sure. So the first, uh, first one of the first classes we have is about the church fathers, and so we we had to read Justin Martyr's first apology. Then in that we read about his basic description of what the mass is. And so I was started started realizing like, okay, what church fits this outline? Well, it wasn't my friend's Baptist church down the street. It wasn't my friend's church that he started that meets in his house. It's the Catholic church. We see that the prophets are read. Uh, we see that the gifts are brought up. And after and the readings from the apostles are read, all just what I was talking about was taking place. And so that was like another aha moment for me. And so after, after the reading the works of St. Justin Martyr, on to the writings of St. Irenaeus, and we had to talk about the rule of faith, which sounds very fascinating looking at it, especially in a... And of course, the rule of faith and it goes back to St. Irenaeus' uh, writing titled Against Heresies, where he's writing against the, the Gnostics. The, the Gnostics were, were saying that all matter was bad and that there was this secret knowledge that Jesus passed down to his apostles, and only secret knowledge can you know, be knowledgeable and be be saved, so to speak. Well, St. Irenaeus took exception, and for good reason. He said, no, the true church, he's like, you, basically, you can't trace your lineage back to the apostles, and all the churches have to agree with the church home. And if you want to be part of the true church, the bishops have to be able to trace their lineage to the apostles. And that other aha moment, um, where I was like, oh my gosh, okay, but I still have one other obstacle. Okay, I understand that you, Jesus, 
I believe, I believe the Eucharist is what Jesus says it is. And okay, also believe that yes, you want to be in the true church, you have to be able to trace lineage back. But I have one other, and like, and Kimberly Hahn says, but biggest obstacle coming into the church, three of them, Mary, Mary, and Mary. And that was the same for me. I didn't have a problem with the title of Mother of God, but I had an issue with the assumption of Mary because I couldn't find any, in my mind, there was no biblical support for it. And so this, that was like, this was like the last domino that had to fall for me. Right. And so I started researching it. And of course, I started researching it in places I probably shouldn't have researched it. Actually, I know I shouldn't have researched it because I was, I was still kicking and screaming at this point. I didn't want to go yet. I didn't want to make that full commitment yet. But then I came across this. Well, a couple things happened. A while ago, Tim Staples came out with a book called. He came out with a book about Mary. And it's such a great book. He goes into the history about all the Marian doctrines. And so I got a hold of that book. I saw an ad for it on my nook on Barnes and Noble. I picked it up, read that book through in about three days. I was like, okay, I understand a little more, but I'm still not sold. And so my wife sends me this video that Scott Hahn did on the assumption. And this is definitely a work of the Holy Spirit. My wife, even, even though I came into the church for her initially, she was very supportive in my search. Cause I think subconsciously she knew the more digging I did. Yeah. The more I was going to come back. I know what I have to do now. And I think it was that weekend I went to confession. And at this point it had been like three years or something. So I go into the confessional and I say, see father I've sinned. It's been three years since my last confession. You know, I'm crying and all this. And the priest stopped and his father, Schubert, bless him. He's passed on. He said, did you bring a lunch after I told him it was three years? <laughs> <laughs> and so I go through everything and he's like, Son, you're here now. You know what's right now. It's just time to move forward. And Amen. And then kind of where I am now. And that man holds such a special place in my heart. Um, you know, I was terrified going into confession, but that joke just like broke off all the defenses. I was like, okay, that was like the best timed. I don't want to say it was a joke, but it was, but it was so well-timed that it just helped me relax and get through everything. Yeah. Um, and so I, I finished yeah. up at Liberty. I did finish with a master of divinity because at this point I was only three classes away. Yeah. And, um, I, I, and so I have that in church history and I enrolled at St. Joseph's college of Maine. And I got a master's in theology there from a Catholic school. And now here I am. Um, three, Two and one, all yours. Now here I am. I'm very active in the parish. Uh, right now, I'm teaching sixth grade. But of course, you know, religious education is out, and then I help with the RCIA class as well. And I'm just doing everything I can at this point, trying to spread the message of Christ and His Church. And I'm so honored He'll even use me. Yeah, it's amazing. What an amazing journey. I really, uh, I, there are so many things I uh, I want to follow up on in the second half of our our, our talk because there are so many amazing. Uh, things you're doing and a really great perspective, an amazing perspective, uh, William, on, on how you came into the church, how you saw the church from different angles, uh, you know, in the military and then, uh, you know, through through your wife's encouragement and, and really coming to know the truth and now uh, defend uh, the faith. So um, I'm going to take a short break here. Uh, we have to do that. And then on the other side of it, we'll 
continue our discussion with you. So don't go anywhere, folks. Uh, this is Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. Today my guest is William Hemsworth. Uh, don't go anywhere. At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. Petuark Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present Hear Your Faith, a brand new audio subscription service that features a growing collection of uplifting Catholic audio choruses talks and other exclusive content to help you grow deeper in your faith and knowledge of Catholicism. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. Text or call 215-870-9913. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and his Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Grace and Mercy Ministries present The Catholic Faith Explained. Mary, full of grace. Luke 1.28 is a verse that most of us hear around Christmas time. But yet, we don't stop to really think about what it means. It is found in the story where the angel Gabriel comes to Mary to tell her that she, even though she is a virgin, will conceive and give birth to the Son of God. Gabriel greets Mary in Luke 1.28 by saying, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. So what does it mean when Gabriel calls Mary full of grace? The Greek word used for full of grace is the word keratonomy, which means to be completely, perfectly, and enduringly endowed with grace. It is the only time that the word is ever used in the Bible, and it is used in reference to Mary. But that is not all. Another interesting thing is that keratonomy is a perfect passive participle 
which denotes the present state resultant upon a past action. Now, what does that mean for us lay people who may not know biblical Greek? It means that Mary was given the special privilege and gift from God to be already completely, perfectly, and permanently endowed with grace before the angel Gabriel appeared to her, before Jesus was conceived, before Jesus was born, before he performed his first miracle, before his death on the cross, before his resurrection from the dead, and before his ascension into heaven. How long before? The Bible doesn't say. But according to church tradition and belief, Mary was full of grace from the very moment of her conception, which is what we call the Immaculate Conception. For more information about Grace and Mercy Ministries, visit lovechaplet.com. Hi everybody, Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. Today, my guest is William Hemsworth. He is the uh, host of Know the Faith, Defend the Faith podcast on Breadbox. He's also uh, a father of four, a uh, writer, and uh, just has an amazing story. If you missed the beginning part of this story because you're listening to it on the radio, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it on our podcast feeds because uh, it's an amazing journey of faith and one that um, is is just a, a beautiful witness to, uh, to to how Christ gently moves somebody to get to know and defend the faith. Um, so uh, the one amazing thing that I that I kind of picked up on in your story uh, was that you were baptized at the age of thirteen. Um, and so I, you know, most of us here in the Catholic church are baptized, you know, when we're infants, right? I was baptized at three weeks of old, three weeks of age, a complete opposite end of the spectrum as an emergency baptism right before my first open heart surgery. So, um, I have no recollection, zero of what baptism is like to receive it. Um, and so I would love to get to know, uh, that, uh, from your story, uh, William, just give the, give us a good picture of that. Okay, sure. Absolutely. Well, like I said, my, my mom started taking me to church when I was 12. And over the course of that year, you know, I came to that Jesus was who he says he was, you know, the second person of the Trinity, Son of God, died for us, rose again from the dead. 
And I remember in the bulletin, inside the bulletin one one Sunday, there was a little card that said, are you interested in being baptized or getting into this ministry, et cetera? And I checked off that, yes, I want to be baptized. And I put my address. And so a couple days later, we got a letter in the mail. And my mom's like, here, you got a letter from the church. No, I did this. <laughs> she didn't check off that I wanted to be baptized. Oh, wow. And so I opened the letter and said, here's the dates for the baptism. And she's like, what? And she's like, Brad gave me a big hug. She's like, why didn't you? I don't know. You know, I was, I was 13. I'm like, it was my own thing, I guess, at that point. You know, it's like teenage boys do sometimes. So uh, it was, uh, we were two weeks of classes just to, you know, just to make sure that you understood who Jesus was. And just kind of a, a primer on on the faith-based, on the Wesleyan tradition. And then got baptized in total immersion. And so um, the, we get dressed robe and we stepped into the baptismal pool. And the pastor, who also at that point, at this time, was also my English teacher in junior high, <laughs> kind of wow. said, you know, Billy, they called me Billy back then. My mom still does. Billy, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And they dunked me, put me up, and, you know, he gave me a big hug and walked off. So it's something I vividly remember. Um, I definitely, it was definitely something happened that day. I do, I remember feeling a little, you know, somewhat different coming up out of that pool and drying off, like something did happen. Um, of course, I didn't know exactly what at that point. At that point, I thought I was just doing a public profession of faith. But no, at that point, you know, original sin was washed away, you know, and all that good stuff. So that's kind of the background of that baptism. That's beautiful. And then when you came into the church, uh, there was another aspect to the baptism too, right? There was uh, another aspect right. to your baptism. Right. So when I came into the church, I was also conditionally baptized. And the whole reason for me being conditionally baptized is because the church I got baptized in didn't do baptism certificates. And so because of that, they couldn't verify that the Trinitarian formula was used. And so the church was just being cautious to make sure that I was baptized in the proper way. And so, you know, the priest said, you know, I conditionally baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. And that's just in case the first one wasn't valid. So I guess I guess you can say... In a, in a way, I experienced the Catholic Church's way, and I experienced the Wesleyan Church's way. And, you know, great experiences on both ends. Um, I, I don't regret it. Um, I was a little upset at first with the conditional baptism. I was all like, this already happened. Like, why do I got to do it again? But um, it, it was a it was a great experience, What especially my wife as my sponsor, kind of the tear, seeing the tears in her eyes while I'm going through everything was, was special, special moment for both of us. Yeah, that's um, that you know that that's amazing. Um, what a, what a, what a unique journey! Um, what a unique journey, and uh, and amazing that you're able you were able to you know feel the Holy Spirit, know that the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, at the age of you know thirteen, coming up out of that water, uh, it, you know, it made a it made a difference. You know, it made a difference in your in your in your life, even if you couldn't put a finger on it at that time. And so, um, wow, what a, what a great, um, what a great story. I really encourage everyone, you know, especially during this Easter season to, uh, to take that to heart. Cause you know, we hear often, you know, our pastor here at our church, uh, constantly 
uh, you know, we'll do throughout the Easter season, the renewal of baptismal promises, because this is the season of the renewal of baptismal promises. Um, so as, as you uh, are going through this season, you know, maybe you haven't, you know, it's really difficult to go to church right now, you know, but maybe you haven't renewed your baptismal promises yet. Take some time, you know, and renew them, you know, seek to uh, go back to, you know, think about um, why you are uh, the way you are, you know, the son and daughter of God that is, you know, Christ has claimed you for that. What a beautiful journey, William. And thank you for highlighting that for our listeners. Um, yeah, my pleasure. I, I want to ask you a little bit about your ministry, though, because it is certainly growing. And, you know, you have uh, the podcast on Breadbox Media um, and uh, and you got the websites, you know, the blogs and all these things. So talk with us a little bit about um, your ministry and 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 where you see it going. I know that the you mentioned to me off the air, the Lord is calling you to do this, you know, more and more and, and full time. And, and your wife's recognizing right. that, too. Right. So. Like I said, at the top of the show, I have four kids. And so when the twins were born, those are number three and four, we made the decision for my wife to stay home with them. Um, but a couple months ago, she went back to work full time. And she's like, you know, I'm going back to work full time. So we're going to pay some stuff off. And in a few months, you're going to start doing this full time. And that's why I was floored because she recognized that's what I wanted to do. It's like, I just love sharing the faith so much. And so my website, williamhemsworth.com, that's my, you know, you can see my, my YouTube channel there. I've linked a couple of my books. Um, I also have a Pathos blog that's called The Pursuit of Holiness. I'm, all, I'm also writing on Catholic Stand, Epic Pew. But um, I'll, you can also check out TucsonApologetics.org. And so the Tucson Institute of Catholic Apologetics will eventually be my full-time ministry where I just help. I'm, I'm going to try to put together some online courses just to help people understand the faith more understand those common Protestant objections because they're objections that I've had and I had to answer myself. So those objections are kind of personal to me because I've given them, Yeah. you know, I've spouted them off. Um, so that's the background on my ministry. And right now we're just doing a lot of writing. I'm doing the podcast. Of course, the show on Breadbox Media is doing well. I have some great guests on there. Man, I'm, I'll be doing a daily show here in the next couple months when I have the time, just, you know, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. But like I said, the Holy Spirit is is leading me in that direction. But the people at my church have recognized that too. They're, you know, they, I'll be applying for the diaconate later next year as well. And then my wife, of course, God bless her. She's like, you're doing this full time. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Man, so it's like everything awesome. is coalescing all at once. And so, okay. I Holy Spirit, I understand. So let's let's go do it. Let's do it. You know, and that well, you know what? See, that's the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what an amazing thing that that God moves. Sometimes He moves so quickly. You know, He you know he, you know he, we, you know we talk about the slow patience of God. We talk about all those things, and, and yes, you know, there's something true about that. But then when He moves and He wants something, God makes it happen. And um, so, what an incredible journey for you um, to to. To know and to recognize and and then and to act and to act and to have your family act and to make those you know decisions um, to to do this to evangelize and you know when when he calls you know he calls everybody right he calls everybody but he right. calls people to their specific mission and so it's so great that you know your mission um, and that what you're supposed to do and so I I really. Um, I really applaud you for all your work. Uh, I I know that I look forward to having you, um, you know, continually, you know, on on our podcast and and be able to uh, work with you. 
uh, in ministry because uh, you got you just got a great story, you got a great outlook. Um, you know, we'll we'll definitely get you um, on our on our other on the other live show, sowing hope uh, when when your time allows, because I think that'll be a, a blast and a conversation that'll be interactive with people. So that'll be fun. Um, but I really encourage people to go to your uh, website, which is williamhemsworth.com. It's very simple, williamhemsworth.com. And uh, you just uh, you can head over there and find out about all the information, right? You've got contact forms and everything up there, right? Right. I do. I do. So they can contact me. If they want to contact me directly, my email is really easy it's, as well. It's william.hemsworth at gmail.com. Super oh, easy. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, super easy, uh, and and just there is no relation to Liam Hemsworth, so do not ask him about Liam Hemsworth. Uh, yes, right? please. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that, folks. Um, he not related. Um, so so uh, you know don't don't worry about that. But we really do appreciate uh, your time today, William. It's been a uh, fantastic uh, time to uh, talk with you and get to get to know your ministry and share your ministry. Um, certainly wish you the best of luck and, uh, and I can't wait to continue working with you uh, as, as we go forward here thank you it's been a blast thanks for having me I look forward to working with you as well alright well this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond until next time from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry I'm Bill Snyder keep beating to your Catholic heart you've been listening to Young Catholics Respond a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.